not manslight me or manslight me. Miss Hello and welcome <laughs> to Misandry with Marsha and Ray. Wow, am I excited for this one, folks? Yeah, this is going to be. be a great one. We have a very special guest. Do you want to introduce her? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so there's this like really funny comedian. Wow. Whom I work with. Wow. And she's just like such a delight. <laughs> and she has the best laugh in the writer's room. I can see it. Um, she writes for the president show. And she's in this amazing sketch group called Three, Three Busy, Busy Debras. <laughs> Please give it up for Mitra Juhari. Hello. Hey. Hi, Mitra. <laughs> Hi, Mitra. Welcome to Misandry. Uh. Mitra, she's um, as misandrist as the best of us, but she hasn't had the opportunity to do it as vocally as we have. And this is a wonderful opportunity to do so, to just hate men to your heart's content. A safe safe space to hate men. As soon as you leave this room, there's going to be men waiting with guns. But (laughs) But as long as you're in here, (laughs) they can't kill you. We're safe. And yeah, Mitra's a misandrist. I mean, I knew it. We've talked about misandry before. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say, yeah, like (laughs) I would say she's killed maybe like four men. So she's not like, I wouldn't call her. Confirmed kills. Right. (laughs) I wouldn't call her like a man hater. You know, I would just call her like a light murderer. Yeah. You know, how many shots in the dark? Though, oh, that um, might have I mean, like hundreds in the dark, but unconfirmed, unconfirmed, unconfirmed Which kills haunts me to this day. Right? It's like men don't know how many babies they have. We don't know how many men we've killed. <laughs> I'm shooting and hoping I'm shooting. I get one. <laughs> <laughs> then you're gonna get your own movie starring Bradley Cooper as you. Yes, <laughs> it's beautiful. That is beautiful. Wow. I'm so happy to have you, Mitra. Um, I saw I'm Mitra's. Happy you. I'm happy to have you. <laughs> I see you and I hear you and you are. Mitra did a great show called You Are Heard where I talked about being addicted to cocaine as a 15 year old (laughs) Okay, and that was fun it was fun it was a great show that was a fun show what was the fun part being heard or talking about doing cocaine being heard well and I never really talked about like being a little 15 year old cokehead so it was kind of fun to actually just be like oh yeah you know like when you do crazy shit in your life and then you're just kind of not that person so you almost forget that it's you who yeah. did that mm-hmm. on a very like lo-fi level uh- <laughs> <laughs> so like sniffing sugar <laughs> yeah so like imagine like you but like not cool uh, I did I like kept diaries and I found all my old ones but it does feel like a different person is the, yes. the point <laughs> I found that I get you I found a diary that I thought that I didn't want to start stand up to like right around right around when I did at like 20. And I found a diary from when I was 16 that was like, you should do stand up comedy. (laughs) Wow. And then everything else was trash, though. Everything else was like, get Isaac to look at you. Totally. (laughs) Mine was like, mine was like, Greg and I made out in the dressing room. It was amazing. (laughs) I took my shirt off in front of Brian. (laughs) It's all like I um, wrote out a list of everyone that I'd like ever even touched just for Mitra, like, like sexual even, touching. Like if I kissed onward, mm-hmm. I wrote a list just to like okay. see all the names. So it was like the you know, there's so many. <laughs> like, all I, right, Mitra. You, you don't have to brag. 
Yeah. Um, I don't so know, my problem is I think I would look at that and there would just be question marks in some of the slots because I would remember the day and like <laughs> the, the face, but not the name. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who I've been with. <laughs> go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. It, but it was just like the, I won't like say actual names, but it was like the most boring because I grew up in like a farm town, mm-hmm. Ohio, and it's like the worst names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, I wish you could read it. Is I know. It like, I'll show you later. It's all it's like, like alliterative. Jimmy, Jimmy Dean? But it, it's all like alliterative like you know very i mean like, can i tell you my first boyfriend's names yeah one of first one in middle school divin not devin divin d-i-v-i-n it's so funny because like you try not to say people's last names but like there's only one divin do you know what the sad thing is he's not the only divin (laughs) not at our school but there is another divin at like a school that like is this like a is this like an oklahoma heritage name i think i have this theory that the southern accent in general just like was formed from people not wanting to open their mouths when they spoke Mm -hmm. so it's like (laughs) dan they just don't want they want the least so it was like devin was too hard they had to be like dan yeah you don't want to lose your dad that's so funny because all like i grew up in the hood in brooklyn so all the boys i like were shamel jamel <laughs> raheem ramel sharif latif shaheem raheem nahim you know all kinds of heems that's like jewish names like you can just combine like 10 words in different ways to make all the different <laughs> jewish last names like goldstein steinberg bergstein <laughs> rosen Rosenstein, Steinberg. If you want like a black American name, you just pronounce a Muslim name with a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> That's it. It's going to be like Fahim. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you yell it. Yeah, you're mad at the Arab dude in the projects. It didn't even feel like a different pronunciation. You just yeah, said you it just louder. It. Yeah, exactly. Fahim. Fahim. Yeah, exactly. His name is not Fahim. No. No. His name is Fahim Smith. It's spelled, it's spelled in all caps with an exclamation mark at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, my name's actually like an Arab dude's name, but it's Africanized. And uh, Rafat? Yeah. So actually, my name's Rafat. And it is. But a- Rafat! Yeah, well, in Brooklyn, it's Rafat! 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 Rafat, uh, that's so mean. Oh, the, my, oh God. my God. Oh, all the oh, names they used to my, give my me. My name has meat in it. Oh, <laughs> Mitra, poor girl. Oh, I was. Rafat, 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 Rafat. Oh no, uh, Rafta. Give me the names. I'll find them. I'm tracking them right now. Literally, everyone. <laughs> it everyone. does comfort me that Marsha uh, is taking care of us. <laughs> I track them. I trace them. I trace them back to the source. When we went to the women's march, I was uh, separated Who's from. We? <laughs> well, Marsha and I. Oh. <laughs> all three of us held I hands. I did not go. Marsha and I went. Ray and went, and she loved us. <laughs> My girl Ray went, yeah. <laughs> she was like, who I, are we? Women's March. I, I scream at Ray in the office all day, every day. Yes, yes, yes girl. Yes. 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 yes, tween. Turn Let's up. Yes, yes. Go off. Yes. 
one day it's gonna accidentally be earnest and we're not gonna know what to do mm-hmm. with each other i know because it still makes me laugh so much right now but i know it's gonna transition like when you say whatever lol in conversation and then you just no, start you know i said it. lmao like out loud <laughs> instead of laughing at something that actually was hilarious to oh, me no. it's embarrassing anyway oh but uh so marcia and i got separated and i this guy was <laughs> screaming at me on the way Why? back because he didn't like my sign. And um, what did your sign it say? It said, uh, "Dino Tarp can suck my ass." <laughs> <laughs> That's Dino Tarp can suck my ass. And I saw Mitra make it too. I mean, it was a very. It wasn't as long as you would think it would take to make. She just wrote it out. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Not a lot of thought went into it. Can you believe it? It's Can so you believe bizarre, it? But it's like I don't know why. It's so silly and it's the lamest thing. But just pronouncing someone's name incorrectly is easily the most disrespectful thing. You can <laughs> I do. know. And I yes. don't know why. I have a like good really story is. after you tell the story of. Oh, this is just uh, Marsha's uh, protecting. So this guy is like screaming at me, and like I'm. Like, I remember what he was screaming do you remember no he was screaming he goes no sperm no baby no sperm no baby originally he came up to me and he seemed really friendly and he was asking about my sign i was like look how gross i am lol and i (laughs) and because like i he whatever uh and then Eventually, he starts yelling at me, and then from across the street, someone starts screaming at him, <laughs> being like, "You would not be here without women!" Like screaming. I look across the street, and it's Marsha. Whatever. I lost my mind. Truly, really, like the best thing about that day for me. Otherwise, was like fine. Uh, I just remember screaming at the guy because he kept going, "No sperm, no baby!" And then finally, across the street, I go. What are you talking about? No egg, no baby. And he paused for a full 30 seconds. He goes, no, no, no. no. <laughs> was he like old? No. He was not even that old. He was just crazy. He, he was, was like. He was like old, like like the age. Probably bracket. 40 something. Yeah, but it was like, yeah. there's no way you hate this. And mm-hmm. then. No, uh, it was crazy. And then eventually started like yelling in, about. In this is New York or D.C.? D.C. Oh, okay. So then. Um. Okay, you said mispronouncing somebody's name can set them off. I realized this when I was I was temping in the Upper East Side, oh, and God. there was this guy that kept coming in, and I'll redact his name because he could probably sue me for hundreds of that, but he won't, you know, he won't hear it. But he kept coming in, and I kept not remembering his name, and I could tell it was really making him mad, and then I looked it up, and this guy was, like, the third biggest real estate mogul in, like, all of New York City. <laughs> his net worth was, like, $13 billion. <laughs> you couldn't even be bothered. I couldn't. And, right. But the thing was, is I'm, like, that. this $13 an hour temp reception clerk, and I could tell how much it bothered him, so then the next time he came in, I said, well, I'm going to obviously pretend I don't remember his name, and then he goes, <laughs> and then he tells me his name, and he goes, maybe one day you'll remember it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, these men, no matter how powerful they are. They're so petty. Exactly. They're and that's so like, hot. I know, it's so hot. <laughs> it's so hot. It is so hot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not even entertaining. No. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about how petty dudes are. Oh, they're so petty. <laughs> they won't let anything go. Like, that's the funniest thing is they say that, like, women are emotional. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you imagine half the stuff that these dudes do, if, like, women tried to do, it would be can insane. You, like, can, can you imagine fixing your mouth to say women are emotional when men kill women for not being interested in them? Mm-hmm. That's, like, not fair. <laughs> I saw a dude that was, it was, like, this guy made a tweet about, like, hashtag feminism is garbage, which is all 
always a good one. I wasn't <laughs> so clever. I wasn't searching, but he like wants you to find it because he has. Except, well, it, but yeah. like if I, I like Who's don't also searching feminism. No, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't. I don't search for it, like unless I'm really bored and like need to add to my Excel spreadsheet. But it's already like long enough, you know. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. So then he was like, it was a woman holding a sign saying like, you know, I need feminism because blah, blah, blah. And he tweeted back at her like, I need masculinism because 75% of uh, nurses are women. 75% of teachers are women. Right. All the jobs that make less money than exactly. the other jobs well, that I love men how, uh, dominate. Their theory is like, women get doors open for them and free drinks. So yeah, they don't also need C-sections. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine your like um well, yeah the money that you, you save yeah drinks. exactly you can get your like, own c-section bitch <laughs> it's like oh you opened the door for me so now it's okay if my baby falls out that's their whole theory behind everything they're just like free drinks <laughs> like, <laughs> the thing that's so dumb is they get mad at like free drinks and chivalry like they didn't set it up exactly that's the thing that's so ridiculous it's like it's like um it's like how can you be mad that we're doing what you wanted us us to do do. it's the same thing like we were talking about with the beauty standards where it's like they get mad when you follow it and they get mad when you don't and it's like you gave us the beauty standards so now you're mad when women change themselves to fit them and you're mad when women naturally look that way and you're mad when women choose not to look that way and you're mad when women naturally don't look that (laughs) way yeah it's like you're mad at all possible scenarios you can't win for losing you can't at all and like and then these men are just like uh, it's not me. I'm one of the good ones. And I'm like, listen, first of all, my only problem with you was that you cornered me after this show. <laughs> yeah. One of the good ones. Yeah, indeed. They're, like, they're like, I'm not the problem. Like my literal only problem was that you're talking to me. <laughs> you are yeah. the problem. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that has happened. Like after shows or like at parties, people are like, hey, like, I yes. just to, like, like hit you up and like let you know how fucking chill I am (laughs) (laughs) oh my god like because we'll we will talk like if we are in the same community we will talk to Mm -hmm. each other at some point because I'm a nice person and it's gonna happen so relax well and actually good people don't need the giddiness of the reward like just like the being recognized like actually good people can wait till they like die and have people be like Oh, that guy was good. Like, well, and also, like, <laughs> like it sucks, but you just have to like not be. I don't know, not overly humble, but well, and by virtue of being a person, you're going to meet other people. Yes, so you can do it in a way that doesn't make people feel bad. Well, and it's in the way too where they want you to be so impressed that they've thought about this stuff for the first time. Like that's yeah. how where it's like I don't have time to go through like gender studies 101 with like every single male comic in this scene. Like right. I don't know how to like where they want to be like, hey, Marsha, like. I was thinking about it and like, I feel like some of the stuff that you were saying is like, you know, I'd really like to learn more. Like I get that all the time and it's just like so exhausting because I want to be like, I want to teach you, but you're just going to twist everything I say to like basically fit your original opinion. If you only change a little bit, maybe. But also like the burden isn't on the minority or the marginalized person to be like walking Google. It's like, yes. It's like, okay, if you're a decent person and you actually do give a fuck about these issues, like, you will take it upon yourself to, like, go and explore. You, like, if you wanted to be a skateboarder, you would go and watch YouTube videos on how to skateboard. You wouldn't, like, make a skater, like, sit down and walk you through it. These are also the people who will, like, lay in bed for 10 hours uninterrupted. And also... (laughs) (laughs) Like... (laughs) 
like the this I lost my train of thought because I correct crush laughed at my own joke. <laughs> no, but it's like laughed at my own joke. I'm queen of laughing at my own joke. Um, but what I was think what I was saying was uh we also like I wasn't born like knowing what this my place either. in the world yeah. was. Like, you learn I just it. learned it because yes. I cared to. Like and people do it with comedy too. It's like the people who want to like. You know, you meet them at like one open mic. They just started. You're super nice to them. You're like, oh, cool. And then all of a sudden, like you get some long Facebook message like, you know, like you're like, OK, well, some things you just have to learn for yourself. Yeah. I can't teach you like, you know, you just have to kind of get I can give you some words of wisdom, maybe, mm. but you have to take it from there. I mean, I think I learned like uh, most of or um, not most of because obviously you have to go and read theory and stuff, but like this sort of colloquialisms around feminism, particularly black feminism came from following black feminists on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. that easy. It really is that simple. Like, and it's great because they are articulating really complex ideas in ways that are like really tangible and like digestible digestible for, uh, for people. So the idea that like, I've got to translate for you. The translation is very frustrating. That is so frustrating. Well, it's, it's like, so yeah, there. Yeah. And it's <laughs> exactly. And, and it's putting me to work. It starts you at a negative because it starts with you say with them and they know what they're doing. And so you have to explain to them two things. One, you know what you're doing. And then they always go, oh, so I asked you to explain it to me and you're not even willing to. And it's like, and that's what you wanted the whole time. You yes. wanted to trap at least some women in that bind where you say, if you're too exhausted to deal with me, that completely undermines your whole point of feminism, which is so exhausting because it starts you from such a negative. You're like, even if I do answer you, I'm having to come back, like justify my existence. Exactly. There's, um, I, there's a thing that white guys do all the time. Other guys do it too, but I find in my experiences, mostly white dudes where they're just, asking a question right like the reason yeah (laughs) but it's like look i've been a black woman in predominantly white spaces from since i'm 11 years old i know when a question is just a question and when a question is meant to undermine or to disarm me or like rattle me well and they don't understand how much of a cliche they are sometimes when you say 20 men have asked me this they say yeah right and you're like no yeah right it's like and there's a difference between like you can ask a question if you've done any of the legwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm, I am interested in, you know, one of my best friends from my hometown, I had, I feel like I, I called him out when we were in high school and I was like, Hey, like, do you notice that you talk about women like they're kids or dolls? And he was <laughs> like, Oh wow. And he like really yeah tried to be better. Cause no one in our hometown was we're telling him that. Tell him mm-hmm. that yeah. But yeah. then as soon as I did, I'm like, that was all it took. And then later, after he, like, read some shit, he was like, oh, wow. so what do you think about this? And I was like, great. Like, I would love to talk to you about yeah, this because exactly. I obviously have thought about mm-hmm. it already. And it's great that, like, you have gotten from one place to another right. place. Like, yeah. I'm interested in people trying. And then mm-hmm. if people try and they have questions, then exactly. awesome. But there's, a, there's the question. This is the one that, like, really bothers me. It's like, well, have you considered? <laughs> oh, it's like, motherfucker, I can't be a, a woman of color in public without considering. All I'm considering constantly. Yeah. Like, I always it's like insulting. To be like, I'm genuinely curious if, like, men mind dying in a matter 
mass massacre? <laughs> or like, have you considered, have you considered su- suiciding <laughs> for the sake of humanity? That ninety nine percent of history is men's fault. <laughs> <Have you considered laughs> <that? laughs> it's just so frustrating. The like, devil's advocate call them to, oh yeah unpaid interns for Satan. <laughs> That's just what I like, call them. It's like you're an unpaid intern. Why are you trying so hard? Can you yes. imagine going through your whole life thinking that women and brown people aren't smart enough to consider? But like, they don't even consider because what frustrates me the most with these conversations from the quote unquote nice guys or whoever is this like it's the I don't know how to explain to you that your point of view is off because everything I say to you that's new, you automatically doubt. So I can't have any conversation where everything new that you've never considered, you automatically and doubt. And they only listen when another man, maybe their color, says it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so frustrating to watch you, your whole existence be invalidated with somebody's raised eyebrow. Well, it's mm-hmm. so frustrating. Yeah, because you can't say I'm smarter than you. Which I oh, they will vehemently so, disagree. I want So many <laughs> well, men start these well. conversations where I want to be like, just the fact that you're approaching this as if I'm not smarter than you is insulting enough in itself for me not to talk to you. <laughs> and then it's like, does that make me arrogant? Because I know that like, if I were a man, I would be at your level or more like... I mean, people, that's why it's like people say, like, what's interesting is a lot of people think that I run this one woman only account that's retweeting lineups and only have. So people have gone up, like, people have gone up to my friends and be like, everyone thinks it's Marsha. And they'd be like, if it was Marsha, she would have said so. Like, what does she have to, like, my. Our, my shows, our show is called Misandry with Marsha and Ray. Like, why would I hide that account? And they're like, well, I would just hate for her to be suffering the consequences. And all of these guys who are even quote unquote good guys are saying like, whoever it is just wants more spots for herself and she's being selfish. Yes, like, correct. No, but also it's like the account. <laughs> like, and oh, how dare a person want more things? And the account was <laughs> kept anonymous and they still are so vengeful against this imaginary woman that half of them have put my face out now mm-hmm. so like now even the good guys are quote-unquote warning me that obviously the men are talking amongst themselves that it's me and that they're gonna punish me yeah even the good guys are good up until a point right they're all like uh we want women to have almost as much as we have but if she's too close i start feeling itchy and then they start trying to karate chop your throat exactly it's really it's really funny. It's so funny and to watch. And they act like you betrayed them. You betrayed them by not reacting to them feeling betrayed by you or whatever it is, just by you existing the same or just trying to get things for yourself. That's ultimately what it is, is that like when a woman tries to ask things for herself, they're just like, oh, can you believe it? I yeah. hate it. What a bitch. What a bitch. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I they use other women that they gave the opportunities to to show yeah. that it's not that you're a woman, it's you. Yeah. And you're like, sometimes it is, but I like to think that sometimes I know when it isn't. Well, the thing is, it's never, hmm, there's no such thing as it not being the other stuff, right? Yeah. Because regardless of, I can be a total fucking asshole. That's probably true. There are definitely people who will rightly call me an asshole, but there's no way that like my being a woman is separate from my being an asshole. Because I say, look at all your friends who are assholes. Why do you hate this one female right. asshole so much more? Or not even just that they hate the female asshole more than they hate male assholes. Before we even get to that point, it's they know that the- they won't suffer the same consequences though. From well, like cutting- it might like even before we get there. Even before we take it outside of me, it's just the 
idea of what constitutes an asshole when it's presented in a female or a, a, a woman's um, body. Mm-hmm. The the uh, the threshold is lower. Um, so, I mean, there are probably people right now calling us all kinds of dicks and we haven't even gotten to anything that would show up on Opie and Anthony. Yeah, exactly. That's true too. Well, and it's like, I mean, I feel like when I go out in a bad mood, I worry like, oh, like whenever I'm not smiling or whenever I don't end, like it sounds cliche at this point, but like whenever I don't end messages with an exclamation mark, just because that's how I set myself up with so many people literally like and I'm not saying they're right but like this one guy who's pretty normal I just said hey thanks without any punctuation he just sent back are we okay are we like are we is everything okay okay I'm you gonna know? admit I would I would be like are we okay too <laughs> <laughs> because exactly because but that's and it's like I've just set myself up that way I think but it's like sometimes I worry that it's like it's gonna get ex- I wonder if that has to do with me being a woman the way that I just like have always just felt like that was necessary for me to like be happy every time I go to a fucking open mic. Yeah, I do worry about the way that I present myself. I'm like yeah. a really like bubbly person. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Mitra, when did you realize that men were worthy of slaughter? <laughs> <laughs> so Mitra, so when did you did join I the could... militia? When did Mitra join the militia? I should check her paperwork. It yes. was a couple years ago. Yeah. Probably. You lied about your age. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She was 16 and she <laughs> told me that she was 21. But I had to join. She uh-huh. had to join. That's fine because, you know, there are lots of Civil War veterans that were, you know, drummer boys. Mitra's our little drummer boy. Little baby militia. Drummer, boy. drummer woman. Drummer woman. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So like, did you find like feminism or at least feminist ideas, even if you didn't identify necessarily when you were in like high school at home? Like when did it start for you? I think I would. I, I think I'm really lucky. Like my dad is super open minded and really encouraged me to be as smart as I could be and have a really good sense of my agency mm-hmm. and also just like to mistrust the media and everything and uh Mm -hmm. because we're he's from the middle east and he was like never trust anything that's on the news and like that sort of skepticism uh worked its way into everything else so Mm -hmm. i I think i think you grew up like half pre 9-11 half post 9-11 which would have been a really crazy change especially just watching the news yeah it was pretty cool because i'm brown (laughs) (laughs) pretty cool pretty awesome in my hometown one time we went to like an uh amusement park shortly after 9-11 for a field trip and they only searched my bag are you shitting (laughs) me they only searched my bag and they took like all the money out of my wallet they were that obvious about it my like sweet teacher came over and was like hey, I just wanted to come see what was going on. Can we not do this? And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I was like, she seems really upset. I should be upset, probably. It's crazy. Why? <laughs> uh, so probably always, but I think I didn't like really get it until college. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah, and you were in Ohio. I was in Ohio. So it's so like, very, it's a very split place. You it know? is. It's very split and it's, you know, most people get married really young mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of army bases yeah like you know there's like plenty of like you know military yeah. marriages and uh, stuff with like that. people with economic anxiety, anxiety. <laughs> ohio is the the central point of economic anxiety yeah i mean it's super interesting like my mm, thank you more wine for the listeners um, <laughs> uh like my you know, I never felt, um, 
I definitely felt like I was different when I was growing up. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I never quite processed it until what I exactly left. Was yeah, yeah. I mean, and were you raised you know, religious or secular? Secular. My yeah. My mom was Southern Baptist. My dad was raised Muslim. Oh Iran. wow. Um, and what did your what? But your mom's parents were cool. Everybody was pretty cool. Um, my my parents were kind of like, you can try stuff out. I like went to some like youth group stuff because mm-hmm. like my hometown is super Christian and like Unitarian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I actually don't even know what I went to. It was probably I, like <laughs> was I, a cult. I could not. Tell you. <laughs> it was probably Mike Pence's yeah. church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually like had to like get pregnant and stuff. It was, like, <laughs> so fucked, but like really fun. I like learned a lot. <laughs> They call themselves Fundy Mormons, but yeah. yeah, everybody like drink Kool Aid <laughs> and had weird Nikes. It was so bizarre. It was really cool. Everybody like had a sense of style. I loved it. <laughs> really clean shoes. Uh, ultimately, the takeaway from Jonestown was shoes. Um, <laughs> Jonestown, stick to the fashion. <laughs> well, also, it was best. really rude of that cult to make Kool-Aid their thing because now what are black people supposed to drink? Really inconsiderate. Really inconsiderate. Appropriating, you could even argue. <laughs> it's so really sad. Honestly, so the saddest sad. thing about all Jonestown that. Jonestown <laughs> was, the, was the Kool-Aid you know, brand being ruined. No, I don't think Jonestown is the Kool-Aid one. It is. Well, oh, no, no, was, Jonestown. He, like, is, shot everyone. N- I don't know. I, no, they drank poison, but the Kool-Aid one is the, like, the one where they thought oh, they were going Heaven's, on a space. Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Gate. That's when you're you're completely correct. That's Yeah, I listen Heaven's to too Gate. many weirdo true crime podcasts. You're right, you're right, you're right. I got my you're right. terrifying towns confused. You um, know, we can learn a lot from male cults, but we're going to be very different. We're going to be a very different type of militia. Uh, when you have a vagina, it's not called a cult. It's exactly. called reasonable. It's called sisterhood. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, but you, so you were saying you didn't uh, grow up like with it at the top of your mind, but you sort of had grew up in an environment at home that allowed you to sort of. Did be- any like little divins say any bullshit to you after nine eleven? Oh, you know, I mean. I I feel like it was more like politely packaged than that because mm. it was the Midwest. Uh, right. Like, the, I remember it's there whispers was somebody behind your back. Yeah, like there was somebody that I knew, and again, it was like all stuff that like in the moment seemed like a normal conversation to have, and mm. then you know there was like a guy in one of my classes who was like, "Wow, wait, you're Iranian? I thought I wasn't supposed to like them." And I was like, "Oh," wow. but in the moment, I was like, "Well, I'm glad you learned something." So. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think it's like a great joke. I was like very enlightened, I mm-hmm. guess. And now I'm like a spiteful little heathen. Woman, you are seeping out all the stuff yeah. that you like swallowed before. I think about that out. sometimes where I would walk away and be like, wow, isn't that guy great? <laughs> <laughs> now I'd be like, murder. The, well, in the moment I was like, and you know, even now I'm still like, well, okay. Like his parents taught him something. And when he, they're kids like, too, it's different. Cause not only are you noting. kids there, I mean, it's not, but it's like, if you're a kid, like, there's at least the potential that they're just saying some stupid that shit. They they're regurgitating. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that, and that's what that was. Like, I mean, I look at it and I'm like, it's, I mean, the kid has agency, obviously, but it's his parents' fault exactly. that he was brought up the way that he and was. And then when those people grow up and stay arrested in, you know, 17 year old development. Yeah. Cause at what point do you, um, he was take not accountability? Like that old. Yeah. No, sure. Yeah. But I just, you know, um, and he was you know, only 47. <laughs> <laughs> he was my teacher. Well, like, I'm fortunate because I did grow up in New York City. And like, even if my parents wanted to be bad about other people, there was no way I wasn't going to see them. 
to yeah. like engage with but like even that's true you don't have an option right to, like but then even still there are things that my parents taught me or things that my dad definitely thinks about women that uh i lo- i think very differently about and so i like there's so many things that I was raised to do that I don't do that I is like I don't buy that as an excuse once mm-hmm. you're 20, 21. When totally. you're old enough to read, if you're old enough to read, you're old enough or like you're old enough to read thoughtful things, really engaging, thoughtful, philosophical like books or like essays and stuff, y- you have an obligation to be better than w- how you were raised. Well, and these yes. boys, like, even if they're not grown, like, they still have consequences. Like, it's one of those things where it's, like, the people that traumatized me as a child, like, one of them I even talked to about it, but it was, like, a, it was a woman for, like, a religious thing. Where I was, she told me I was going to hell when I was, like, a child and, like, her grandma was our science teacher so they kind of, like... Wait, what? Doubled in on it. A science teacher told you you were going to hell? Well... Yeah, that's, I had a couple teachers, crazy. That but sounds oxymoronic. There as well. Yeah, I know she was. Our, I mean, I had terrible science teachers. Oklahoma science. By the so. time I got to college, I realized I was like, oh wow, I literally have never learned science or English. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but and so it was just interesting because like you know these things these boys do like to us while they're learning the wrong things, and then the females like have the consequences. It still traumatizes these like girl. Like I remember things growing up where you're just like. Yeah, it's. I don't blame that kid, but at the same time, it's like I'm fucked up from it. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't intend to be awful, but they're still awful. Yeah, yeah. and and intent like matters. You know, we legislate for it, but also there's punishment for unintended crimes too. Like I was so scared when I found out that you could go to jail for accidentally hitting someone with your car. I was like, that's what's gonna happen to me. I always knew <laughs> oh it was gonna be okay, something. Marcia? It was like really hard. <laughs> when I you were like, oh my god. Uh, it's just me and Caitlyn Jenner. Oh my god. We're gonna go to jail forever. Wait, Caitlyn didn't even go to jail for killing a dude with her car. Yeah, Whoa. no, Caitlyn Jenner, Brandy, and Halle Berry have all like murdered <gasps> oh, yeah. people with their I cars. I forgot that that was like a thing. Maybe that not Halle. I think maybe Halle injured Ted someone. Kennedy. I think, I think tons of people. No, okay, murderers. Ted Kennedy is an actual murderer. Murderer. Right? Murderer. Like Caitlyn and Brandy were accidental. Brandy did though. Like yeah. Halle, I think. Didn't I, I? Hallie, I don't think she killed the person, but it was definitely a bad accident that she hit and ran. Right, Brandy for show killed somebody, and she wasn't. I don't think she was even speeding or drunk. Like she just killed somebody. Oh my god! I don't know. My nightmare. And Caitlyn says she was like dodging paparazzi because she was transitioning at the time and like was avoiding. She said um, that. I could talk for hours about Caitlyn Jenner. No, she's she's an asshole. Ugh. Um, but you know, speaking of Caitlyn Jenner, there was like like new stuff that we wanted to get to. No? Okay, we're gonna do new stuff, even though you know we can whatever. I, uh, Mitra's great. Um, Mitra's and incredible, like and you guys all need in. to follow her career. Okay. She's also really really good on the internet. She like uses Twitter like such a millennial. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the I meanest mean, thing no, you've no, ever no, no, said no, 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 to no. anyone. I'm on actually it. like a really big advocate for not being ashamed of being a millennial. I fucking love it. I'm sorry, baby boomers. You can't see your dicks anymore because your gut's too big because you keep eating cheese. But that's not my fault. <laughs> you gave us fucking the internet and the gig economy. Like, let us do something. I know. I love the thing when millennials say... 
that they are not millennials that baby boomers. The baby boomers say that millennials are all about participation trophies. And I'm like, wait, but we were the children. You were the ones yeah, giving us the trophy. It, you gave yes. it to us. And then also just like they're like, oh, millennials, they don't like jobs. And it's like, well, you're 70 in an office job. Retire, motherfucker, so I could work wage stack i could go on forever about this really it just i'm like i'm i'm an advocate of being a millennial and proud so that was not an insult i love you and this guy jabuki jabuki is oh, hilarious i love jabuki you guys are like Jibuki's my so some of my favorite Twitter mitra is follow. hilarious online i love yeah and also Thank i love you. that mitra is not afraid to put a ridiculous picture up <laughs> i'm like i'm like marsha posts pictures of us like when we record the podcast and i'm like Bitch, I ain't got no eyebrows in this photo. And she's like, she's like, we just recorded today. And I'm like trying to be decent about it. We're taking a photo today. No, we're not. We are. No, we're not. Actually, I told uh I told this dude that I'm seeing, like, I was like, dude, I wanna get uh I wanna get my eyebrows microbladed. He was like, yeah. um, he was like, what's microblading? And I was like, oh, you know, semi-permanent tattoos, cause my face is bald. He goes, I know. Whoa. <laughs> You're like, how do you cunt. know? My no, no. Actually, cunt is a stamps. glorious thing. So he's a dick. You can get one of those stamps. The no eyebrow no, no. stamp. You like no. a postage stamp? Yeah, mm. get like a where it says your address <laughs> on your eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, it's like where my eye. It's like the address to where they sent my eyebrows. I'm just so alarmed. Like it's I like look like Whoopi tag. Goldberg well, or the, something. It's the opposite for oh. me. Like I have so much fucking facial hair. Exactly. I have a mustache and a beard at all times. Marsha uh, recently commented, like you, like. When, I think it? a couple weeks ago or month ago, maybe a month ago, whatever. Haha, uh-huh, timeline. Um, <laughs> It was like I saw a picture of you, and I could tell that you. <laughs> no, I didn't comment that online. No, I said, said it to I you personally. You said, I meant comment like in the. Yeah, I saw a cl- there was a close up of Mitra's face, and I was like, "My girl gets it waxed because <laughs> I get my." Was it a little gonna... red? Was it a little red? No, 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 no. It's just clean. bald. Oh, and also like um, I know she's not. I know, I know there's the white too, like because you've been in the sun, oh, and so yeah. then when you get the hair off. It's like oh, like, like you have a tan line. Yeah, yeah. I like I have been. I mean, so I embarrassing. I'm like such a swarthy little motherfucker. I have to so wax my hair. upper lip, or else I just stare at it in the mirror. I like, feel like, like I'm just African, so I don't have a lot of hair. Which like God the, bless you good for, for it. you. God That's bless awesome. You for it, it is like a well, what I don't have in hair, I make up it with in lips. My so I have hair other, everywhere. Like not too long ago, uh, was like oh, you have something on your face. <laughs> and he went to pull it off, and it was just a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that was, like, how I found out that I had it, and I don't know how long I've had it, but he was like, like and, really and he was like, I've had oh, those. Um, <laughs> never mind. And I was like, well, did you get it? And he was like, well, um, I did. Okay. And it, like, it tried. didn't hurt to come out? No, he didn't pull it out. He was just oh, like, he, just, he was just like, like, I'll oh, just not. Oh, that's a like, like trying to figure out how to like break the news to me because I obviously didn't know that it was there. <laughs> Isn't it funny how uh, we're ashamed of our bodies? Well, there's I like know. no, but there's also just no way for him to like win that situation. Yeah. Like he was there's just trying no to like way. be nice and like get yeah. the whatever off my face. And like he had like having to be the person that tells me that I've like sprouted my first like true chin hair. First. First. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a I mean like there's like plenty of like peach fuzzy, but like right. this was like the first like, like a big one. A true. Hair. Hair. This is a grown woman hair. Like I've officially like sprouted. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> having to break the news was 
difficult. <laughs> I applaud so. him for his service and bravery yeah, my during friend that trying time. Turkish, like her, she whenever she would go see her grandma, her grandma would just wax her whole face. <laughs> <laughs> Literally top to bottom wax cover, just one like a mask, just like one foul that like is swoop. I get it. When I go to get my eyebrows threaded, the women are like anything else i'm like <gasps> they say that to me every time because i've been keeping my Megan. eyebrows natural recently and i've been like just plucking the middle kind of like and i'll get them done sometimes like it's not like a thing you know but every time i get my lip wags the women are always like anything else and then they and then i'll go no i'm okay and they go you sure yeah and i'm like bitch listen it's so it's like you know i want to be better than this but you know it's fine it, it's, it's like, like a personal thing at this point it's just like i like to just wear lipstick without a bristle of hair mm-hmm. and especially in the summer when the upper lip sweat is constant you're always drawing attention to the area mm-hmm. I, if I, I want it clean yeah i want to be like a cool Smooth. hairy like woman but i'm right. not that and with love oh my god i i not too long ago accidentally had sex with a full bush like I hung out with this guy. Oh please! No, it was really, it was really hard for me. Uh, <laughs> this is Blair Saki's dilemma right now too. She's doing material about it. Well, it's like, it's like, uh, because I didn't think I was gonna go get laid, and then this like really cute guy, like you know, this is the story finessed, of my life. Finessed me, and it was just like I was finessed like, oh my god! Me. But it's either you look at all of this steel wool between my legs. You either <laughs> trim your bush constantly when you're not getting laid on the regular, and then just get sad every time it's like you trim it again without getting laid in between, or you just don't, and then you like have sex, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he was like he was totally fine. Like he was really happy to be there. To me, but it's, it's a test like, at this point because oh I want them to re. If any dude even flinches i'm like that's all i needed to know <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally i really feel and that also, way also the thing is i think too there's this thing that happens where like m- boys or at least decent ones figure out that you're a human being at some point and right. so like all the things that you are taught to be wholly afraid of about your body like when you're a kid and it's like ingrained in you you like get to like adulthood and like it doesn't matter and it feels so silly to have given a fuck for, for so, so long and to have yeah. let it torture well i used to like straighten my hair every single day in high school really i used like- to cry about my hair being curly and i begged my mom to let me chemically treat it yeah and then i and then she would be like no and i would just be like you hate me <laughs> yeah. for the longest time i my parents were like it's slutty to straighten your hair. And then finally I was like so upset about it. They're like, That's so interesting. It's slutty to straighten your hair. Well, what about smoothness? Did you get the red nails? No one? way. We got the red. Sh- I told you Would about. Never. I had a friend who got kicked out of our middle school because she like uh, kicked out of our class because she wore a red shirt. And I messaged her because I said, I mentioned you recently on a podcast because I was talking about how a female teacher, Mrs. Colum, kicked her out of the class because she was wearing a red shirt. And she goes, that's so funny. I always tell this story about you, about how when we were talking about the Holocaust, <laughs> Mrs. Bryce pointed at Nash, who was this blonde guy, and goes, Nash would not have been picked up on the streets of Germany. Marsha would have. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm the only Jew in my class. Oh, my God. And I said, I didn't even remember that. And she was like, you oh, just, really? I was, just, 
a day in Oklahoma. It's a day in the life. So I literally did not like once she said it. I was like, yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar, but I was like, did not remember that at all. Well, speaking of Nazis, I mean, there's Nazis all over the news. There are Nazis. <laughs> um, well, I'm so mad. We were going to talk about the healthcare, the AHCA yeah, passing in the house. I mean. It's scary for a number of reasons, because like I was saying earlier, they really think they're like, women, you want C-sections and basic rights? <laughs> Greedy. Like they like they don't want to give us any of it. There like there were things like, uh, you know, being abused by your partner was a pre-existing condition That's that would cost really you money. Part. Sexual assault would yeah. make you Well, a and the Republicans tried to deny it. They tried to say that this was the quote-unquote fake news. But if you really read the bill, there's a few things that are surprising. And, of course, all the Republicans admitted afterwards that they didn't read the bill because it was rushed through, including New York's own representative, Chris Collins. But He ain't shit. I know. So, basically, the way that it makes abuse and rape a pre-existing condition is that if you report those things, all of a sudden, maybe they'll believe you. Worst case, they believe you. And, and then, Yeah, exactly. And For the they first say, time ever, somebody say, might believe you, and it's only because they have a financial incentive to do exa- so. They say no one will lose coverage, quote unquote, over <laughs> any of these things, but what happens is that your insurance premiums automatically shoot up. And I remember what this was like. I remember when I first started working, when I was like 18, this was before any of the Obamacare stuff or even the thought of universal health care. My first boyfriend that I ever had broke his leg when he was 18. He worked a full 40 hour a week job. He didn't have health insurance and he couldn't afford it. And he broke his leg and he didn't go into the hospital for a full week because his leg he knew his leg was broken though but he was just hoping it was a sprain he thought it would be fine he didn't go in the hospital for a full week he finally went in the doctor said i'm so happy you came in today because if you had waited even a day longer you could have developed gangrene which is a civil war disease and we would have had to amputate your leg this is in 2006 in america and then they did not have to amputate his leg, thank God. They gave him a cast. And then at the age of 18, this man is in $50,000 debt overnight. And this right. is what's going to happen again. And to all women or to anyone who has anything happen, you're going to see people with diabetes and all of that being treated at emergency rooms as opposed to getting constant treatment. And so this is the rape and domestic violence. They say it's not a pre-existing condition, but once you report it, you are then a health liability. Right. Yeah. It's so fucked. And it's it's also just like just you know, barring the discrimination, like let's ignore for a moment the inherent discrimination in these things. People of color tend to have worse health issues than other people. Um, for or jobs that might not <clears throat> offer them health care right. um, for a whole bunch of social uh, sociological reasons. And then women, of course, the same thing. Uh, barring those like inherent biases, just in general, it's wholly immoral to commodify health mm-hmm. care. Yeah. It's literally the most evil thing you can do. And we do it in spades. America has commodified health and crime and mm-hmm. It is and the to, most appalling the most appalling thing I can think of. And to rhetorically label it as freedom of choice. Yeah. Once they say, well, actually what we're doing is giving you market choice. And you say what they really want is hospitals where there aren't a lot of people there. Because mm-hmm. the rich people want to be able to go and get treated without 
any well, competition. Well, they don't even want to go and get treated because they'll just get really drunk and then have some like lady with an IV come to their house in the Hamptons <laughs> so they can go back to drinking so rosé. So what do they care? Exactly. Um, but it's just about how they make money by turning healthcare into a business. Yeah. But it's so um, transparent, but still so many of these people support them and you know i know small business owners that had problems with obamacare and i understand it but i just think that to reform you know i think it's, that the yeah, democrats don't were willing have to, to reform you don't have to withdraw something to make it better and the and then that's a such a yeah, lie it's such a lie from zero it's, is, it's and it's a, only harder. because obama was the black president yeah it's only because they want to erase his legacy romney care to exactly. be honest with you but like um yeah, just, I mean, I don't know how you can tell me that, like, wanting birth control is, like, something to deny when men can get Viagra without a co-pay. Government subsidized, exactly. That's, I mean, that if that's not discrimination, I don't know what is because I don't know how regulating my period so I'm not bleeding all over the public. I mean, when I have my period, I have pain so bad I can't Yeah, function. right. Like, if I'm not taking some right. kind of medication for it, it stops my dick. Exactly. And I who does it hurt when your dick doesn't work? Nobody. Yeah. And Everyone's if it did, happy. And if it did, you know we would all be hearing about it. Yeah. There's not, but... What's most upsetting to me recently, what's been just like making me that just that constant sad is thinking that it's like we I think that they're telling us more than ever. We know that, you know, and we don't care. Yeah, I feel no, like they don't give a fuck in my lifetime, at least and in the time that I've been aware of all this stuff, people are more engaged and more informed than I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So for people to continue as though it's business as usual, I'm like, no, you know that it's not. It's you just crazy. don't care. That's why these town halls are kind of cool and people running people off the road but you realize that <laughs> these men they don't they don't like you know chavitz is just gonna go work for fox news like they they yeah. don't internalize they, they have to have gotten to the point where they're not internalizing shame um, because how could you be no, i don't think that they are not internalizing shame i, I hope think, no i i genuinely think that a lot of them are ashamed it's just like they don't see a win and, and i'm not saying this out of like pity or of course you know, sympathizing with them i no, genuinely i don't think anyone would suspect yeah. that of you right. <laughs> right. Um, classic apologist <laughs> but like you know you know what i mean like okay in a world that is like looking more different than it ever has in your entire life the last refuge for the white man is this horrendous group of people in politics and you have nowhere else to go and so the threat and these of, people are at least saying that right. they're here for you and then so mm-hmm. it's like it's like you you cannot fathom risking being ostracized in the last place that being a white man is the most important thing. Yeah, and they're the only people that are speaking that coded yeah. language that you respond yeah. to not that, that reinforces your yeah. supremacy. Exactly, not even coded. And, and, but and they still do this, you know, they still claim to be pro-women. And Well, I mean, I always am of the opinion that uh, racism and sexism and homophobia and every other... Uh, hatred of people should be impolite i'm like lie to me look it should stay impolite i'm not PC some culture's a, ruining america and it's like no P- pc culture has made it really easy for me to be on the train because i don't know you think i'm a nigger yeah i have to guess and i'll probably <laughs> guess that you do but i would really like to walk down a street without you calling me a nigger mm-hmm. even if you think it so for 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 like 
I really that's part of what I hate so much about Trump. There are all these people who are like, oh, I'm glad he's here. It's out in the open. Now we know it's out in the open. I'm like, nah, man, it's just stay in this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if a dude likes snuff films, I don't need him out in the street announcing mm-hmm. that shit. Keep that shit to yourself. Right. They put it in the closet for like yeah, a reason in a that way. That means that to some degree, we know it's something that you should be apologizing for or ashamed of. And this sort of increase in hate crimes and this like increase in vitriolic language and all these videos of people you know verbally abusing muslims or women or whatever like that doesn't make me feel good i'm i'm perfectly yeah, comfortable I'm not, not yeah people get to speak their minds yeah exactly. and there's a voyeuristic aspect to it almost in a way now where it's like you i i i think those people need to be held responsible but it's almost like I don't like the the like you said, the people who are like, well, at least it's out in the open. You know, I want someone to just say to my face like, no, fuck you. Why do you have to wake up to somebody calling you all kinds of names? People saying that are the people that are not being called names. (laughs) Right. Exactly. There's never been like a woman of color that's like, I'm so glad (laughs) (laughs) they called me a negress cunt today. Homophobia is out in the open again. (laughs) Exactly. Because, last. because last. The, it's such a mistake to think that that's okay because people think in language and when you get to the point where you're comfortable enough to articulate something, that means that the idea is like successfully implanted in your head. So you're shaping beliefs, not just allowing for language. Yeah, just the positive reinforcement of a exactly. bad idea. Um, Speaking of articulation... Uh, <laughs> we just crowned a new Miss USA this week, and she articulated some very interesting points. Um, me and Ray were talking about Ray and I were talking about um, beauty pageants earlier, and it's interesting because I said to her that I always am hesitant to condescend to those women or about them because in some ways I look at the ones where it's like oh it's like I guess you're trying to get money for a law school but then Ray was like they don't make money like literally the women who do this and I remember my friend went to Oklahoma City University for musical theater and when you walk into the musical theater building uh, and she's a woman who kind of looks like me you know like dark curly hair and she's Arabic and you walk in the musical theater program and it's, it says Wall of Beauties. And there's a, a, a photos of hundreds know. of women who have <laughs> gotten into the finals of either state or nationwide pageants who have been bred through that musical theater program. They look like John Bonet on still. Exactly. They're all <laughs> smiling the same, mostly blonde. And it's just crazy because... That's so shocking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Here I was just, expecting like a stunning plethora of like a variety of colors. It's crazy. <laughs> this well, is like really hurtful. And then Miss USA who won was a mixed race woman. She's, she's, she's somebody that I'm pretty sure uh, uh, probably identifies as black or uh, is mixed. Um, but what was so disappointing about her is she is a black woman uh, who scientist scientist a black woman scientist who works for I think like a nuclear uh, some 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 government office I remember seeing that and being like amazing and then and, <laughs> and then, then being, so great and then she she said two really fucking dumb things she said that she's not a feminist she's an equalist mm. um, which is what a feminist is and it's insulting to watch someone on national t- television purposely misinform people. 
and that's about been the what trend feminism lately. is. Because we talked about that with Handmaid's Tale and all yes, the actresses Moss, talking she about was that. So disappointing. To and me. she also only does feminist roles. Exactly. It's like, why are you doing Top of the Lake if you're not feminist? Why yeah. were you Peggy? What exactly? I I just remember watching that and like loving her right. and being so blown away because I I like don't invest very much in like the personalities of the people that I like to mm-hmm. watch. Right. And I'm like, you're gonna hurt. Which me. we've talked yeah. about. It's like we don't expect our actors to be fucking perfect like, yes but to have a career solely based on playing strong feminist, she was what's his name's daughter on the west wing like like how oh, much i didn't money even remember that that's have so you funny made that just clicked in my brain just then my mm-hmm. mind's blown yeah she's but that's like, why to it's profit sad. off of this feminist ideas feminist yeah. depictions and then to reject it because why you worried some man is not gonna buy your your t-shirt he wasn't gonna buy it anyway and like you said like we know the men who are getting excited about it if it were a conversation amongst only women maybe we could talk but you know the men who are retweeting it like thank you yeah (laughs) um but you just got an awesome new yeah (laughs) but but it's like so you're purposely misrepresenting what feminism is and then she said uh she's a government employee who gets health care and that's what made her realize that if you want health care you you have to have a job. Right. And this is Miss USA because, again. Yes. Um, and because healthcare is a privilege, not a right. One, fuck you. I'm paying for your health care. Like, mm-hmm. let's be really real about they it. They don't understand how a health care pool works. Right. Like, they're misrepresenting it. So, one, I'm paying for your health care. And two, like, the government isn't supposed to go, we only care about people with jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's the- like seatbelts are a privilege, not a right. Exactly. It's you know? just kind of like, okay, so car insurance is a privilege, not mm-hmm. a right, even though it's mandatory. Yeah, these people just fundamentally do not understand the way well, insurance works. Well, they don't understand completely. what a pool is. Yes. They are wilf, or they're being willfully... Um, do you think that people are just, like, giving you, like, a bunch of money every month that you don't get? It? <laughs> yeah, and then also... So What's it's their like, healthcare? And, it's like, and I'd it, love to have what's it. What's crazy is they really kind of present it too, like as if I'm like, okay, I don't feel like working, but my nipples are leaking because I got a piercing that I was warned against. Go into your pocket, give me a hundred dollars so I can see the doctor. That's not how it works. They think there that's are, what we're all doing. There, it's like we have budgets. I'm we constantly getting my nipples. She just pierced. wants a C-section so her pussy stays tight. Yeah, it's like it's like we have budgets, like you know well they um, think everything women do is for attention or to play victim or, and, and like there was some GOP congressman who said something like why should I pay for like a woman to be on maternity because they don't see us as even the and same it's like, species it's, okay so then why should I pay for your fucking, dick to be hard or like oh, why should I pay for farm subsidies I've never lived in a rural town I mean there's a whole bunch of things that I don't right. use that I pay for out of my taxes right why you should I, I mean? pay for research it's, for a disease I'm not genetically part, prone to? Exactly. It's like when you're a part of a community, you give up certain individual liberties for the greater good. And and like, yeah, these guys don't want to be a part. of. The I have community. this theory, though. Go. I have this theory and it's 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 not fair because obviously it's like, you know, very generalizing. But we generalize on this. We you know, we're going to kill all the men. Some of them are probably decent. But for me, I have this if theory they identify that willfully as non non ethnically raised like white people, like people who were raised sort of without culture, and their only culture is Americanism and money and things like that. I feel like they have a complete like disconnect. Like their only culture is that, so they don't have community. And also, you know, capitalism 
to function. And I think that there's a, it's kind of fucked up, but you know, white maleness kind of necessitates an absence of culture, particularly in the United States. And so there's a culture of capitalism, like the American identity is based entirely on a capitalistic kind of self-determination ideology and pull yourself up by your boots and the thing that happens is if you buy into capitalistic ideals it requires you to believe that you deserve what you have Mm -hmm. and that other people have failed morally if they don't have and the temporarily non-millionaire syndrome yeah exactly I'm only temporarily a non-millionaire because Um, I'm a genius yeah exactly and a genius and it will come right well you You know, know it's just it's just so hard for me to fathom because I've literally never thought that I have something because I deserve it and yeah, someone never once I would love to know what that truly think, felt yeah. like yeah. I can't fathom it I don't know if it's girl shit if it's black shit if it's a combination of the two if it's Nigerian shit but like there's never been or if we're the only human Defer- definitely like woman shit. right yeah because it's like I've literally never thought this thing I have is entirely mine and I deserved it and no one helped and that everyone, how can you look at someone and say, well, tough shit. I was born inherently better than you. Yeah. I literally After being given cannot. a million dollar loan. Yeah, I like they literally don't, but they cannot. Can, but they all are the ones that want to be the preachiest. You know, they want to be like, like the guy who just wrote this article that came out today, um, millionaire to millennials if you want to buy a house stop, stop buying eating. avocado oh, i quoted that and i was like okay and what are you saying to black millennials because i don't know a goddamn person who eats toast. avocado toast yeah and then it's like or maybe i don't know you stop like you know using up like if we're gonna talk in terms of like entitlements and like self-determination and shit baby boomers are using up all the resources we ain't got shit even if i stopped eating avocado toast you think six dollars a day is gonna be the difference between whether or not i can afford a house well and beyond that the guy who's giving this lecture if you research into him for two seconds of course his business enterprise started with a fifty thousand dollar loan from his father okay there's not one I, I feel like some of the men that come up from nothing that then become maybe a little bit preachy or women whoever I feel like sometimes they're insufferable sometimes they're just as bad but I do feel like there is this like difference between these sort of like new republicans versus old school money i'm not saying they're not both evil oh no i mean but i almost respect the like look i was raised in the italian slums and now i'm a millionaire and i don't want to pay taxes i don't agree with you but i'll listen to you more than somebody who was like donald trump literally is president because he convinced people he was a good businessman which is crazy and this motherfucker bankrupted a casino <laughs> a which casino, is actually kind of hard to do casinos are designed to never ever go <laughs> under and he literally his dad bought a million dollars in chips and never cashed them in i know and you have the audacity to tell me that you better than me because you're smart enough to be rich but he's beyond like that's oh, why it's crazy where you know trump there's this video of him where he basically think he isn't smart enough to articulate it this way, but he basically believes in uh, like a genetic inherent. Uh, oh, I know what supremacy. video you're talking about. And so he some was, people are born winners, some people are born losers. Yeah. So even if you tell him, "Hey, you didn't earn your money," 
what he would say is, my dad was better than your dad at making money. And that's why. And I came from him. Therefore, I earned the money because I was born better than you. Mm-hmm. And I earned the extra opportunities. He 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 thinks it would. Be, I, I wish we could could shame all these like trust fund kids into being embarrassed by the fact that they had a head start but they think they're entitled to the head start. well and the ones that do feel that small shame like we were talking about before where i think that's some of the really defensiveness where they're so mad that for the first time being a rich white male is like a cliche you know i, also, I mean it always was before but now it has a lot more mainstream conversation about it i also don't care if someone has money like that like if you're born with money that's fine but i don't what do you don't do with act it like you're better than and me. do you take it as a responsibility because if you're born with money to me that says you have a responsibility yeah you, you can't know? control what you were born into but you can tr- can control how you react to it you don't have to be an asshole about having money and act like you were some superhero because you were born into like a fountain mm-hmm. of gold exactly <laughs> and that's their culture it's like their whole culture is money it's their literally is money i mean like you've i mean we've literally built a country on the basis that like 10% of the population was better than the rest of it. That is our culture. I the really, idea that people are, some people are less valuable than you, literally and figuratively. I wrote down, I want to be famous enough where I can walk into anywhere and say, get these men out of my sight. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only goal. That and being sponsored by a mattress company so I can get a free mattress. Wow. What up, Casper? Casper. I used to work at Casper and I got a Casper what yeah what's up i'm gonna tweet them when i when i tweet this episode be like at casper your ex-employee mitra says you really should i love them i had a really good time working there everybody feels Um, really nice i think i was thinking recently too oh sorry (laughs) did you want to continue on mattresses it's a great mattress (laughs) we're not sponsored by casper yet we're just giving them free advertising yet i love your ambition (laughs) um so i've gotten the misandry out the way let's get the hating white people part out the way sorry marcia no Um, uh, so I just uh, I have a reverse racism. Well, how'd um, the song go? Da na 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 na. Reverse racism. Well, that was a very you, white version. No, of but the then song. you went. I hate white people. Oh, I hate white people. <laughs> that was really I feel good. Like it should, I feel like <laughs> it should you. have more hip hop bass in it. All right, do you want to try it again? One more time. Bow chicka wow wow. Reverse racism. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes, slay queen. Yes, girl. Slay girl. Go off. Yes. Yes. Go off. Go off. Yes. Slay on racism. I love when my queen slays racism. Queen yes. Slay. <laughs> uh, drag racism. K to the W to the E to the E to the N. Slay. Go off on racism. Go yes. Off. Yes. Yes. I've never loved cultural appropriation more <laughs> in my entire life. Yes, queen, yes. Yes, queen, yes. yes. <laughs> YQY. Um, so, uh, today in Ray Hates White People Who Hate Her First. Yes. Um, so, uh, white nationalist leader Richard Spencer. He's an, he's, they call him alt-right, but he's a white nationalist. And uh, fuck the Mother Jones, but Mother Jones uh, called him early last year the mo- uh, the dapper white nationalist. Mm. And he's really a fat pig. He's um, so ugly. That was also, he's so ugly. You, but like, so many news outlets were like, I hadn't seen his picture yet. And so mm-hmm. many things were like, he's like the hot racist. Yes. I was like, 
all right <laughs> i'll click to show, to show how low beauty standards are for men i think we have richard spencer i yeah. could not believe i was ready to be like like blown away. Oh, be like there were so many so angry at yourself, like right? So many tweets about it, and I clicked on it. And it was like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> um, and look, he's like the I understudy in Greece too. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I don't, I don't want to fat shame, and I don't want to ugly shame. But well, sometimes no, but people deserve is, a good fat ugly shaming. Listen, yeah. My rule is, I don't make fun of how somebody looks until I hate their insides. Yeah. And then it's fair game. Okay. Uh, I call Donald Trump ugly every day, and so is Richard Spencer. Uh, so Richard Spencer uh, and his um, and his uh, fellow white nationalists—they all dressed up in khaki pants and stupid polos, and they uh, took you know torches that they got from like IKEA or whatever, and like marched. Um, in Charlottesville, Virginia, to uh, to protest the uh, it's not even going to happen because there's an injunction, but to protest the removal of like Confederate um, the Robert E. Lee statue, yeah, the Robert E. Lee statue, and um, one. It is so reminiscent of, you know, 60s era KKK rallies. Uh, Did they have tiki torches from the dollar store? <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that. Uh, well, no, the kind k- of a good cause. Yeah. When people are willing to invest. Uh, <laughs> the KKK was like less frugal. They were literal tiki torches. Yeah, it was really embarrassing for a number <laughs> of reasons. And uh, one of my favorite things was the too small blazer on a bloated Richard Spencer. Actually, I'll put the photo up in the description. It's hilarious. There was a guy, Van Newkirk, on Twitter. He like took uh, a close-up of Richard Spencer in his blazer and put the crying Jordan face on the button that was squeezing That's for dear so life. Funny. It was so fucking funny. Well, but he's, you know, running a business. He doesn't have time to, <laughs> he have time to keep it. You know what I mean? Re- like, he doesn't have time Look, to jog because he's hating. Totally. When you've got to keep racism afloat in America, yeah. you're like, there's not time for other stuff. Things right. fall by the wayside. <laughs> right. Pepe the Frog's illustrator pulled it, so now he has to draw it himself. Yeah. That's, really That's hard like, so job. sad. <laughs> I was telling Ray when we were G-chatting earlier, I was like, I honestly just hope and wonder that if Hitler had his same propaganda, but his symbol instead of the swastika was a cartoon frog, I would think that I would like to think Germany wouldn't respect it. (laughs) The Jews would laugh. (laughs) They'd be like a frog. They would just keep like dobbing and praying. (laughs) They're like, what is? Oh, okay. Baruch. But um, but I was saying this to Marsha earlier, like Richard Spencer looks like if he weren't like openly supporting white supremacy, he'd be like quietly upholding it by like being an old bloated frat dude trying to finger girls. Yeah, he'd in, be the guy who like came back to college, college bars. Parties exactly. And like, yeah. And it's like that's its own white supremacy. Like vigorously but, fingering. Yeah. Could, can you imagine he'd be like in Kappa Alpha Order and he like just left a Civil War reenactment oh, and absolutely. now he's trying to like finger a 19 year old at, he's at the Busby. Thing about like the the thing about this rally is several things. One, 
You are so corny if you protesting khakis, you whack motherfucker. That's really cool. like you are the wackest nigga alive. Like, are you I kidding me? I always know that I'm gonna like something when Ray starts <laughs> off by calling something corny. Oh, I love it. It's just like, it's, it's like, how ridiculous are you? Oh, you I had to, it. you had to press a crease into your dockers to go hate. <laughs> mother- like, are you fucking kidding me? So yeah, like I feel like we if you're are going to like prime. your Nazi rally, you should be like in a hurry. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You shouldn't have time to press your dockers. Please, in boat shoes, get the fuck out of here, B. Like, are you saying you in the grass oh with God. boat shoes? Like, ew. I would love to see the emails that went out. Yeah. That was just like, hey guys, like the Nazis had like a uniform, so we were thinking like dark green top khakis. <laughs> yeah, dress code is pontoon. <laughs> Like, dress like your uncle's taking you out on a pontoon boat or something. (laughs) But then also just kind of like, there's no way that you could see this rally, which wasn't even a rally. It was like five people with an attitude. (laughs) Like, (laughs) But it's like, there's no way that you can look at this rally and and lie to me that it's heritage, not hate. Mm -hmm. There's no way that you can have Richard Spencer, who openly... um, like advocates for white supremacy, thinks that genetically he's superior to everybody else. Taunts black women as non-sexual. <laughs> exactly. And, like like that. and then tell me that your support of memorials to Robert E. Lee or to Jefferson Davis are purely heritage. It is a heritage of hate, not heritage, not hate. I was very proud of myself for that one. Thank no, you it's so much. true. <laughs> well, and they can you. disconnect everything. I mean, People can say, oh, well, he doesn't speak for me, even though secretly they're going, yes, he does, you know, and they're excited. You know that I went to Robert E. Lee Elementary School? That's wild to me. I went to Robert E. Lee Elementary School in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In we Oklahoma? Had, we had black students. and That's we wild. And we sang a song at every assembly that went, hooray for Robert E. Lee, hooray for Robert E. Lee, a soldier, a kind man, a leader was he. If he were here today, I'm sure that he would agree. That Lee School in Tulsa is the best place to be. Hey! And we had black kids in our class singing that. That's wild. And I, like, really did not even think about that until a couple years ago. It's abuse. The thing is, like, I know that that sounds like an exaggeration, but you're literally celebrating people whose whose success required your inherent... devaluing it obscures history and it it mentally like abuses the people that are still living the consequences like i mean obviously this isn't exactly the same but um there was like a big protest last school year at princeton i like went to princeton for like two and a half years and i hated two years ray was too smart for princeton this is i know that's the lie we're gonna tell thank you it's not Um, a lie ray i'm your mother and i believe it (laughs) um but uh there was like some protests last year where so woodrow wilson was this like really really crazy segregationist president um and he was horrible to the black people and who worked in the white house and um he like really insisted upon like uh the separation of people of color um in public spaces and things like that and um the public policy school at princeton is named after woodrow wilson because he had the whole league of nations and you know there's a whole tradition about um international interventionism um on the part of america and he sort of led the way even though he said he would never do that Mm -hmm. um 
But anyway, so there are black kids at Princeton who wanted to change the name of Woodrow Wilson because it's like, here are monuments to these people who literally don't think I deserve to be anywhere near here. And Princeton really, really like did everything to accommodate the black students um protests except Without that one thing change, yeah. yeah so um because the alumni are really really intense and alum and alums influence so much and it's so fucked up when you think about how the the social progress of a campus is dependent upon the wallets of 80 year old white men it's sad yeah. but um, it always leads it to be way more conservative the the thing that's really frustrating about princeton not changing the name of the woodrow wilson school is that yale changed the name of calhoun mm-hmm. the if calhoun they dorm. they've been around and, since the 1500s exactly like um uh Yale figured out how to take his name off of a residential college and it didn't ruin the reputation of the school. And so um, it's just so with schools like that, it's like, all right, if there's the one person who's so upset, there's someone who was wildly successful who came from this Ivy League institution. Yeah. Who will make up the difference. Right. Well, Princeton, the and trade it, off it, Princeton offered was to like because Toni Morrison is like a, a prominent professor there so they like named a hall after tony morrison and i think one other black um you know princeton figure but it still doesn't erase erase. yeah that's the thing is that slavery is and you know particular racism against black people in america is such a stain Mm -hmm. on american history that white americans are not willing to give up their narrative of mm. their own country because even to call american a nation of immigrants completely erases that this was a native american country mm-hmm. and that's and the that rhetoric- half of the immigrants the first immigrants here were brought over in chains exactly and and that's and that's the rhetoric even liberals are propagating where it's like we're a nation of immigrants we're a nation of immigrants and it's like well what about the people that we committed genocide towards what yeah. about the slaves that were brought over here again? Against their will you know yeah. and to say look we're trying to help you we named a hall after tony morrison it's always this we're willing to <laughs> I know, right? is that, is that ridiculous so when said so plainly but the thing is well, it's, it's the same we're trying to placate also, you the thing is the thing is the thing that's so interesting to me is one of the arguments um that the new york times actually published today the new york times opinion page has been shitty for like well they're seeking out pro-trump opinion this was an official release that went out to the new york times oh, that I said we're seek you didn't hear this it was all it was all over twitter it was like the new york times is seeking people who can defend the positive points of trump it's like all right so this, oh yeah i saw that I actually did. this reality star is possibly about to be responsible for the murder of every single human on earth <laughs> and the new york times is like but let's try and get some positive i don't get about i it. don't get what their financial incentive is because ultimately everything is about the bottom line and a dollar No, i think it's the white liberal ignorance i think that they think like well maybe we should be more balanced like they don't but the thing have is, like the th- no, no no because there's a difference between wanting to be balanced and doing what the times is doing the post messes up but they ain't fucking up like the times is fucking up the times there is a there is a there's an editorial vision that they are pursuing and i don't get it because all the people spending money on the times don't want to read that shit and i don't get what they're doing but anyway um somebody 
wrote, I can't remember who it was, but somebody wrote an opinion piece in the Times that got published today where basically he says removing Confederate um, memorials is an erasure of history, which is the most nonsensical thing I've ever heard. There's not a monument to everything, right? Like you don't have to exalt everything to acknowledge that something existed. There are like things in museums that we'd never erect a statue to. actually have to. a monument to every ex-boyfriend I've ever had. <laughs> Um, Mitra, if you take down that photo of your ex-boyfriend, it's an erasure of history. Well, yeah, then they die. You're yeah, erasing. Exactly. Well, really what it is is you're erasing that the winners tell the story yeah. of history. And that's what they don't like is that historically the winners tell the story. And I think that with the internet or whatever it's happening, we're trying to get and what academics have always been trying to do, but have not had the audience for not all academics, but you know what I mean? Marginalized academics try and equalize who's telling the story of history, the winners versus the yeah, losers. Yeah, but they don't do it with anything else. There's nobody saying, hey, where is the Harriet Tubman statue? That's so true. There's nobody doing that. There's or if they not- do, they're not getting attention. Right. So the idea that we have to placate white, white Southern whiteness in a way that exalts and like you know lionizes people who were literal actual traitors to the nation that you guys say that you like feel so strongly about is crazy well and to to literally say we're gonna we're gonna try and give you a tony morrison hall to placate you or let's leave up harriet tubman and jefferson davis is literally saying separate but equal equal. yeah they're 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 equally valuable and that's not true it's saying separate but equal and also and also like harriet tubman didn't lose but jefferson davis did did. and so the idea that you would like that you would you know uh that we have to treat like it's not like in these it's not like on these statues there are inscriptions that are like yeah and also they lost the war and they yeah. lost badly and they got hung oh, and if you visit losers. these plantations well, you know how, like tony morrison and woodrow wilson were at the same time <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly are they contemporary she only goes back in terms That's of such like a good a, point yeah like her first Nobel prize is in like the 70s woodrow wilson has been terrorizing had been terrorizing people they in wanna, like the 20s and the 30s they want to equalize the struggle of centuries and centuries to for only certain individuals to reach yeah. either equality or success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, they want to equate that with the people who it was handed to. We've got one bad white person <laughs> and one good black person. Mm-hmm. So we're That's neutral. equal. Yeah. That's good. Right. And then they we're don't even think the now. bad white person is bad. They're yeah. like, oh, he was bad, but well, League of Nations. Yes! They're, they're mad. Yes, that you- League of Nations. Yes. Well, and, yeah, secretly they're mad you brought it up because yeah. what, what I think is frustrating is that how come like we were talking about even in terms of television audiences if you take it to an even deeper level why is it that marginalized people not only are willing to but have to approach every conversation with nuance Mm. but the dominant group is never willing to I mean like even even just aren't you embarrassed Donald Trump sits here he gets elected because all we talking he's like oh I'm gonna make America win again I'm gonna make America you're gonna get so sick of winning all the time well Jefferson Davis didn't win mm-hmm. so what now is that the great you're trying to go to again yeah. when we're all divided and we were all a clear superior group versus everyone else <laughs> well I also feel like white people are just reduced to their best trait that's true in history like you're remembering oh, you're Woodrow right. Wilson for like 
the one good thing he did. Nation. So true. You're so right about That's, that. Mitra's a genius. And I you're mean, so right. That is so true. It's like Betsy Ross soda flag. She soda fucking flag. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that she soda flag? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's like Harriet it's like, Tubman ran a whole. He, she saved hundreds of people, and they're like, she deserves the same statue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like That's you can so like funny. there are people of color or women that or women of color, whatever, blah blah blah. Uh, that. <laughs> We get it. Uh, <laughs> but they like they can be remembered for their best trait, but it's way more nuanced. Mm. Like there's more of a willingness to but forget also the, the threshold the bad about the white people. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like it's like to be a marginalized person at all, you've literally gotta build a fucking pile of good qualities before you're even yeah. taken seriously in it's, the first place. It's much more easier for your one quality as a white person to be good than mm-hmm. for person of color for oh yeah. and with men it's like if you have one talent it's like congratulations you're Woody gonna get, Allen I mean <laughs> what's well. the female equivalent of gaslighting <laughs> what, do you, what would you call like if like for a woman just convincing like cause like I for example like I yelled at my boyfriend like you know buy me a flat screen TV and then <laughs> we dated for a year and then he did and it was just like oh you're so sweet <laughs> so nice um, so what's well. the version of that Vag lighting? No, the right thing. That's just true. It's just called being right. It's like go to a doctor. That's female gaslighting. Go to a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go to a Take fucking care of psychiatrist. Yourself. Yeah. Go work uh, out. Please. Go get therapy. You can't eat that much bread. Call your <laughs> call your mom back. <laughs> call her back. You can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> I swear to God. I'll never leave you for an NBA player. Mitra, before as we wrap up, do you want to do your crush men Monday? Yes. So I had I went I said go through a couple more basic ones, but I do have a really specific one. Yes. Um there's this guy. Um JK. <laughs> this guy, Josh Mandel, who mm-hmm. I've talked a lot about at work. Um Josh Mandel. Josh Mandel. He is I'm envisioning um, him. In Ohio, the treasurer at Ohio. Uh and he at Ohio, <laughs> the university, the state. Um, <laughs> like, at Ohio. At Ohio. <laughs> but he uh is running for Senate. Uh against the person who currently owns it, Sherrod Sherrod. I always say his name Ron Brown. Who, he's white, so he's a Sherrod. Mm-hmm. But he really a Sherrod. <laughs> and you know, so true. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Sherrod. <laughs> there are a couple of white Lamars. Yeah, I know. In Congress. And I it really fucks with me. Yeah. It's crazy. There's a, yeah, there's, there's like a two, there's literally there's two. two Lamars. There's one. <laughs> there's, there's literally two. <laughs> there's a congressman in Texas and a, and a senator from Tennessee. And they're like Lamar Brown and Lamar Smith. It's really crazy. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he, uh, is super, uh, xenophobic and racist. And this is Mandel, not Sherrod Brown. Mandel. Brown is great. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, everybody has their faults, he's but he's He's the liberal good. senator. Yeah. Um, Whereas Portman's seat is safe and he's not answering anybody's phone calls. Correct. Um, so Mandel, uh, has groups, like, he goes to fundraise in the Hamptons. He has groups that support Carl Rove, uh, giving him millions and millions of dollars. Oh, Carl Rove. Carl Rove. Vintage. Throw back to the past. Carl Rove. <laughs> <He's> Carl Rove. <laughs> wow. What a refreshing TBT. <laughs> <laughs> I love her laugh so much. Yeah. It just uh, like cuts through our writer's room. It's like brilliant. Mitra is in the commands of the militia and I've just never felt safer. I like have her on my internal intelligence and it's just it's just great. 
Yeah, I'm sending back data. No man is safe. Um, you might yes. feel safe around me because I'm warm, but I do have a spreadsheet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but everybody should donate to Brown. Um, fight against Mandel. So he's running again. I follow. Uh, yes. So mm-hmm. that they're 2018. Um, Mandel has previously challenged him and lost. He's trying again, and he has a much better shot this time because mm-hmm. he uh, all the funding. All the funding, and he's really targeting islamophobia mm-hmm. and speak, uh, i i'm on his email list so i can keep tabs uh how do you he, put up with that it's really hard i can't deal with it i was on trump's email list for like a day and i was like i can't deal with this. i couldn't do trump but mandel i'm like i know these people in ohio and i know who your base is mm-hmm. and i know the people who will get duped into voting for you yes. even though they might not understand what you are um and he is a huge fuck and i'm getting like daily emails from him about sanctuary cities and how much he hates them and how they're letting in sharia law he loves to spout sharia, sharia law. law is crazy as though he knows what it is I mean, i'll have was- liberal jews who are against these muslims and say really islamophobic things about this sharia law and these are quote unquote liberal I really put those quotes around that Jewish people. And it's like this totally blind pro-Israel, anti-Muslim. And then these people who are like, it's like, are you really scared that Akron's going to get a terrorist attack? But, you know, it's people who want a change. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, people who are scared. But they're the manipulating time- the change like with Trump. Exactly. And Josh Mandel was a military officer who went to the middle east and somehow returned with no knowledge of islam of course um which is really incredible um that was impressive yeah totally yeah. i mean you really have to be trying mm. at a certain point to, to just not even have one conversation with the doorman yeah just one <laughs> conversation with like a person that you meet yeah <laughs> not even your translator yeah i mean that's what's crazy to me is i'm like well you, that's what these were i mean that was the thing that law i mean he didn't even meet any good ones quite. yeah so it's many like of these- you're like it's not like like there's no way josh mandel like speaks arabic <laughs> trump's like whenever his whole um the you know the airport the 90-day muslim ban also targeted interpreters and it was amazing how much some of these military people could even swallow that it's like and then you did have the guys who were like all right this was the guy who saved my life. I will say I was like pleasantly surprised yeah. by that at least. Of Where they're people like, being, are you like, okay, but why me? do I have to save your life to be like considered a person? I totally. Know. That is what it is too. But I, I am always like, You're like at least they have the basic humanity to recognize the people they work with. I'm always, I, maybe not like, I'm like, I'm, I'm surprised by military people who will speak out against the government, especially Republican. Right. Crush Josh Mandel. Yeah. Mandel. He's yeah. a big Jew and we should emphasize it. <laughs> Republican Jews like, bring me so that, much shame. That's you know, Eric Cantor, uh, I was also weirdly very attracted to him physically, but he got what he got coming. Mm-hmm. They say that it's because he was smug. I think it's because Republicans were like, we hate the black dude and mm-hmm. we hate the Jew too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always hilarious to me when a minority of any sort thinks they'll think rubs up against power and thinks they're in there. Joe Lieberman. And then they figure out very quickly that they're not. Yeah, I'm like, do you the, think like, do you think you're so special that they're they do they think forget they're that for special. one second that you're different no, they from really them? do think if they're the that first special. Ju- I, yeah. I mean, how sad would it be to be in England and be like, oh, our first female prime minister is Margaret Thatcher. Like, if our first female president's a Republican, shoot me in the brain. If our first Jewish president is a Republican, unacceptable. 
It's just, I think that's like kind of what it's got to be at this point. You think? Yeah, I think it's going to be like a Susan Collins type. I don't something... think it's not. I don't think we're going to get a liberal woman because the first woman we so have is going to be a fascist. Yeah, they're so resentful of, of women who are openly. But the Bernie bros will actually go out and vote for her opposite unless it's a woman. <laughs> so if we do have a female Republican, God bless, she runs against a female liberal and then we could just have a win a lose win situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. And all the men won't vote. I know. <laughs> yeah. The highest female turnout, lowest male turnout. <laughs> exactly. Um we should get out of here. We'll We've sign been off. here. I think we should probably do like four more hours. <laughs> <laughs> so we this has been our studio Misandry with Marsha and Ray and Mitra. Yay! And it's been incredibly fun and we hope you guys come back next time. Find Mitra with the three busy Debras, an incredibly popular group. I saw their show at Carnegie Hall. It Honestly, it was inspirational. It changed. It like it was. Bitch, it was at Carnegie Hall. She got herself to Carnegie Hall. It was oh like. Oh my god! It didn't even take practice. It was incredible. She didn't even practice. It was all improv. No. It was, oh my god! No. Do not degrade me in that I know. way. I, was like, I can't even have that sit as a joke without clarifying that was a joke. It was heavily scripted. It was scripted. Incredible. And it was one of the most amazing shows I've ever seen. Um, me Thank and Ray you. will be back. Catch yeah, us next so make sure you on Twitter at what? At Tweetra Johari. T W E E T R A J O U H A R I. You won't regret it, folks. Yeah, Mitra's one of really my favorites. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Raysani. And me at Marsha Belsky, M A R C I A. Um, follow us um, <laughs> on our podcast at Miss Andrew with MR. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, email us. We want to talk to you. We want to respond to comments. And we love the reviews that we're seeing. The reviews have been so nice on iTunes. Please keep giving them. Yeah, some asshole gave us one star. Are mm-hmm. on like the first day this podcast has been out and you guys have like done a good job of yes. like getting us to four and a half stars we're anyway. still average <laughs> so what did he said one star will never listen no it was like unlistenable yeah and it's like he didn't listen he listened no he didn't <laughs> he listened <laughs> okay we learned a powerful lesson about the way each of you operate <laughs> <laughs> we are not the same we are the militia the militia yeah. has differing opinions right and and then email us at miss andrew martian ray at gmail.com just because yes. we want to talk to you we want to talk to you and also you know um we're gonna set up a uh, because a fan asked us we're not greedy bitches but uh mm-hmm. or maybe we are whatever um so a fan asked us about like a donation page and i'll get that set up i'm delinquent. we're gonna set it up um and i want a casper mattress yeah and and you guys can pay for my boob job yeah well <laughs> anyway, we've we've kept everybody up too late. We love you. Bye. 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 Do not manslight me or manslight me. <laughs>